Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Here we go. All right, 1236 in the zone. Welcome back. Uh, We have to talk about a serious topic, but uh, we got a fun group of folks to talk about it. Um, Station 9 was hit by the tornado, if you missed the story, over around Breckenridge area. And we've got, uh, well, most of the firehouse here because, well, they can't go back there anytime soon. We've got Captain Scott Wingard and Captain Ben Hammond. Please quiet your radios. Just kidding. Uh, With us here in the studio, if you guys get a call, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, good to see you guys. Good to, good to be seen, I imagine, after what you went through last week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We thank you for having us. How many folks were at the firehouse when the tornado came through? There were nine eight. of us there. Nine, I think. Three we'll on go with eight. Four on ours. We'll go with eight. You guys didn't spend any time getting your stories together, did you? <laughs> no, we didn't. You can't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, put out fires. That's the important part. Oh. There were nine. Oh, okay. Nine at nine. Okay, we'll go with that. So, okay, look, like everybody else, I mean, we're typically thinking, look, this is scary and it's something to be taken seriously, but, I mean, it's not going to hit me. That's what we always think, especially living in the metro or being in the metro working. I'm I'm assuming at some point you guys got serious about it and were like, uh, maybe we should take cover. That's exactly right, and it was just about too late. We were... um we had monitored the news and we were watching the weather channel and we knew that the storm obviously was rolling in and we'd actually looked at where it may go and made the comment that uh, it may go right beside us. And then right at the last minute there, we made a decision that it's going to come down on top of us and we've got to go. And we made it to our safe space uh, just in time, pulled the door shut and the building started coming apart around us. I've been yeah. in a handful of firehouses. I, I guess I've never noticed a safe space. Where do y'all go? Well, <laughs> shower in a bathroom. Okay. <laughs> we actually went to uh, the chief's office right across the hall, and, and, you know, just in that moment, that was the choice we made. So mm-hmm. looking back, maybe there's a couple of other spaces, but that's the choice we made. So what was it? What it sound like? What it feel like? What was going on? Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> uh, I mean, the old train deal. Uh, it's just loud. It's the building's tearing apart. You could hear the uh, stuff hitting the glass, the glass breaking. We just... Basically, construction of a building in 45 seconds. Yeah. Now, I heard the big the big door, the, the big roller door that you guys go out of with the trucks was ripped off and flung somewhere. On the somewhere. west side, it was sucked completely out. Yeah. yeah. Well, how far away did that end up? Probably 100 yards back to the west. Right. Yeah. There's a, the, you know, the tornado was going the opposite direction, and it just sucked that door right out, and it hit the building right behind us. Jeez, Louise. So, in the aftermath, what, what's the reaction? What are you guys thinking? I mean, how long did it take you to kind of gather your thoughts? Well... Like we talked about before we come back on air, we might need that dump button if we say what we were really thinking. But like uh, Captain Winger said, about 45 seconds or so, and it was done, and we came out, and a couple of we turned our cameras on, and it was like, holy Mm. crap, right? Mm -hmm. Like this happened, you know, um, and we started just to kind of assess the damage. I mean, the massive amount of damage that happened in that short amount of time was incredible. It was just unbelievable. Is it a two-story? I mean, it's a, I see it's like the height of a two-story building. Is it all open or is there an upper, up, upstairs? Uh, there's two separate parts to the station. So okay. where the vehicles are, it's as high as a two-story building. And then on one side of the building is um, living room and kitchen area and stuff like that downstairs and then bedrooms and everything upstairs. Yeah. 
So obviously it all kind of you knew it didn't hit just you guys. So what I assume you guys got out, or I think I read that you guys got out immediately and tried to kind of assess what was going on. Uh, we did. Chief was wanting to get the bay doors and get our apparatus out. Uh, I took Andre and maybe a couple other guys, and there was a lady there in the intersection that was trapped with the telephone pole. We got her back. We got her out. Uh, there were some other people coming out at that time, and the uh, <clears throat> about that time they paged out that there was another tornado, act- tornado actually tracking that same direction, and we got 20, 30 people right, that was out in the streets into the station and kind of hunkered down again. Mm-hmm. And then once it passed, they realized it's going north, and we kind of regrouped and started from there. Okay. So, so go ahead, Mike. There's a, <clears throat> a damage everywhere. I mean, right. how do you decide where to go? I mean, because there's a need for you guys yeah. all over for block after block after block. So once we got outside of our fire station and just started looking around, we obviously knew, like you said, there was damage everywhere. So um, the the first thing we did was started hollering at people who were outside, who started to come out of homes and buildings, and and kind of said, if you if you can hear us, are you okay? Is everybody accounted for? So at least with that group of people, you can kind of go, okay, we know some people are safe. And then you know our chief that was in charge, um, he's not here today, but uh, he's Chief Fisher, and he um, you know really just started saying, okay you two go this direction and look for houses and look for trapped people or people that are hurt and you two go in this direction and you two stay here at the station because like captain winger said we had people that were just coming to the station even though our station was hit that's where they knew to go for help you know and so we had people staying there and then we had a couple of engineers uh matthew gunther and craig martin behind us here they you know their job's always the apparatus and making sure they're ready so they started figuring out how do we get our trucks outside of these doors um, you know, so we have the equipment that we need to help people, and uh, they did a good job, you know, getting those apparatus out so we can help people. So everybody just kind of went in different directions until we could start sorting it out. Uh, did you have personal vehicle damage? You wouldn't believe it. There's not a personal vehicle in that parking lot that didn't get uh, pretty much totally destroyed. Wow. If y'all know anybody that can help with that, let us know. Well, we got friends at Guadney. Yeah. Um, and then what about the fire trucks themselves? I mean, were those okay to drive? They uh, was. They wasn't that bad. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think the, we had a reserve apparatus that had a busted uh, windshield. Uh, the roof come down on engine nine, but it and it done some minor, very minor damage. But most of the vehicles were still still drivable and still operated. Did you guys try to walk out into the community, or were you trying to drive into the, some of these spaces? Because I would think with trees down, it was probably hard to drive anywhere anyway. Oh no, we couldn't. Yeah, we yeah. had to walk. We couldn't drive anywhere. Did um, you Did you guys find anybody who was injured, or did you? I mean, what happened? immediately there was a guy next door to us um at a church building who come up to us he had a a pretty nasty cut on the back of his head and then when these guys went out they found a couple people who were trapped and one that was hurt we was really pretty lucky for the amount of damage i don't know if it was just a time of day but there wasn't a lot of people injured most people self-rescued and was kind of coming to us yeah we kind of we started cutting uh, myself and Marks took off. We started cutting tra- just enough to get vehicles in there because mm-hmm. there was seven or eight spots it wasn't even passable just down Shackleford there. So, I mean, it, and we're in here today. I, I want to say it. We're in here today, but there's a ton of other people that come in from other stations that fill the voids when we couldn't get out. So, yeah. it's it's a team deal. Did it feel like a zombie <clears throat> apocalypse as people out wandering around afterwards? It, it did. They were in shock and. And, and you know it's pouring rain they're wet they they don't have nowhere to go it 
they were it was just people everywhere basically were most people at work or were there people at home? how would you say it was uh, divided up percentage-wise uh, home with not home uh well in our in our district uh, immediately surrounding the station if you go one direction it's residential housing right and a lot of those people were probably gone during that time but if you go the other direction it's all commercial structures and there was a uh, building just to the west of us who was actually hosting like a testing site and there was a lot of people from out of town in there taking tests and they came to us and said we were in the middle of taking a test and we don't know where to go now mm-hmm. you know our cars are destroyed so um but even with the even with all of the people that were around us either at home or back in work like Captain Winger said it's a miracle it is a true miracle that nobody was hurt worse or you know worse than that Talking to Captain Scott Wingert and Captain Ben Hammond, got the crew in here from uh, Station House Number Nine that was hit by the tornado. So, what about your families? I mean, were you guys communicating with them? Were, do y'all, y'all Little Rock folks, or you live outside the city, or what was the situation there? Because you know you worried about <coughs> yourselves in the immediacy, but I'm sure you were concerned about your families too. I was actually upstairs. I live uh, hour north at Rosebud, and I was actually <clears throat> watching the news. My wife they dismissed school. They loaded buses, and then. It was actually going fixing to hit them, so they unloaded, got in a safe room, and so I was watching. And then they said, Little Rock, take cover. And I had time to walk downstairs, walk outside, and I started videoing. And it was already there. We It was so big that we couldn't really tell that that's what it was until we started seeing debris. Yeah. And uh, then we said a few nice words to each other, like, hey, stupid, get out of here, and get in, in cover. And we ran, got in cover. So. Mm-hmm. So you actually got a visual of it before it hit. Yeah, we were. We were we almost all up. of us were out there video or watching or video and trying to figure out because we'd got a page saying to remain in a station until it passed. So, you guys work in a harrowing job every day. Did it feel was it scarier than going into like a active fire? Um, I I think so. I you know we've trained to be in fires. We've trained our whole careers for that, and so. It's a no-brainer for us to go in. We know what to do and what things are going to happen. And how think you know how we should react and all of that. Um, we've never trained for this, and it came on us so fast that we didn't necessarily have time to think about it. So mm-hmm. for forty or forty-five seconds, it was uh, it was pretty frightening. But uh, I can tell you, it, it was pretty quick to, uh, for everybody in this room just to just go right to work. And like Captain Winger said. There was a hundred other firefighters on shift that day, and every single one of them did everything they could to either get to us or to help cover the city that we weren't covering. And, mm-hmm. and there's not been a lot said about that, but uh, to see those faces come to us, the off-duty and the other people, and to to know that our that our city was still protected is pretty amazing. And from out of town. That's right. Where are y'all stationed now? Uh, they've actually got us divided up into uh, several different places in the city. Our station is probably uh, ultimately going to have to be tore down. And so they've got, uh, if you didn't know how the fire stations line out, at Station 9 we had a chief, Battalion 9, Engine 9 with the four-man crew, Truck 9 with the four-man crew. We had people on Squad 9. And so now they have Engine 9 working out of Station 20, which is over behind Coles and uh, truck nine is out on Rawling and Taylor Loop, and our chief went to Station 15 at Canis Road. So they've, for the moment anyway, they've uh, just split us up and put us where we could fit in. And you got so you don't know officially what the plan is for the building. I we don't. Heard. We haven't heard yet. Yeah. If they let us design a new fire station, we will. What would you do different? Uh, well, first of all, we're gonna have a safe room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, safe space. <laughs> That's smart. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, anything else? But you guys don't do like the poles and stuff, still, do you? We yeah. did. We do have, you have one. We okay. have two poles in there. Okay. How old is that up. station? How how long was that built? 1982. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think you guys he, did that stuff anymore. He was uh he was 37 when it was built. <laughs> <laughs> That's pop pop in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can tell you this. We <clears throat> I think everybody here <clears throat> was extremely glad to make it home to our families and hug our wives and hug our kids necks. Mm-hmm. But just as equally glad to be back at the firehouse with with this family that's in this room it, it's a uh, it's a family all across the job and the amount of support that we've gotten and as good as it feels to to all come back together and and know that we're all here is uh it's pretty rewarding yeah no doubt well again again we've just marveled at the the fact that there wasn't loss of life in little rock and the fact that we lost a person in north little rock sad but i mean it could have been far worse considering like you said how quickly it came up on people even with the great job the meteorologist did trying to alert people it was pretty sudden pretty wild and you know i wasn't too far from there so i was kind of seeing it from afar but it's uh it was a wild one for sure and you just never expect it especially in the in a metro community like we've been in you know it's just right. it's wild so what uh are you guys back into like fire mode now or are you guys helping any with disaster relief or what's what's happening with your your day-to-day well i think now may have gotten a little bit back to normal where it's normal calls and fire mode but for the first you know few days afterwards uh people on duty and off duty you know, firefighters were coming in, cutting trees, clearing houses, clearing roads, you know, just whatever everybody could do to, you know, to help. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I'm glad you guys got out okay and um, wishing you the best on a recovery back to being together again. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything you want to ask these guys standing behind us, I don't want them to feel left out. Yeah, anybody's got okay. something to offer, come on mm-hmm. up. That's All fine. Right. <laughs> I think you did such a good job. Wes has so many good questions. I think we covered it all. But uh, <laughs> can't wait to uh, for, see the groundbreaking and the open house ceremony for Station Nine when it gets rebuilt. Oh yeah, this hopefully sooner than later. This patch on the shirt is our, our station patch. It represents everybody at the station. We're already redesigning it, so we're going to probably have this guy riding on a tornado or something. Gotcha. This makes perfect sense. They got Popeye. You can't see it, but Popeye. Uh, what's he doing over there? Uh, he's got some firefighting tools right there, and okay. it says "Pride of the Southwest." I like that. Yeah, we definitely need to mix uh, something in there for sure on that. Well, thanks for coming up, you guys. I appreciate it. Um, I want to get a couple pictures for you. I'll take off. But thanks for all you're doing and have done, and I'm um, glad you all got out okay. That was crazy stuff. You bet. Thank you all for having us. All right.